Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today, we're focusing our attention on the topic, God Gets the Glory, based on our reading of Acts chapter 14 and verse 8 to 18. Let us hear what the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upward on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lekanoi, Lekanoi, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas, Juniper, and Paul, because he was a chief speaker. Then the priest of Juniper, which was before their city, brought oxen and garland unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of they rent their clothes and ran in among the people crying out and saying sirs why do you do these things we are also men of like passion with you and preach unto you that which should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without weakness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful season, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sins, scarce restrained they the people, that they had not done sacrifice unto them. What a powerful reminder from the Lord that whenever we do anything on behalf of the Lord, we must give Him all the glory and take no credit or praise unto ourselves. I'm not sure how many of us realize that there has been a change in the way people in the church work for the Lord. When I was a child in the 1970s, I distinctly remember that the pastors and elders of our church were the spiritual leaders, and for the most part, these were the individuals who delivered the messages of God almost every Sabbath. When I was a teenager in the 1980s, I distinctly remember that there was nothing called a pastor appreciation day. The pastors of our church saw themselves as men who were called by God to partner with him in the ministry of spreading the everlasting gospel. These men saw themselves as servant leaders. They saw themselves as humble servants called to minister to the people in the same way that Jesus ministered while he walked on this earth. I cannot remember if the pastors of my church in the 1970s or the 1980s took an official holiday or vacation from the work of spreading the everlasting gospel and ministering to the church members during their periods of pastoral care 
and counseling. I distinctly remember that these leaders of the church took time to present messages that stirred our hearts and our soul and pointed us to the soon return of Jesus. There was a heavy emphasis on the second coming of Jesus and the need for us to get ready. I cannot remember the church giving pastors any gifts of appreciation until they were called to go to another church or district to minister to another group of people. While the church members adored the pastors and their ministry, to those who attended the church and to those who did not, I cannot remember the pastors in these those days seeking to receive any credit for the work that they did when they were called to do anything for God. As I read Acts chapter 14 and verse 8 to 18, the Lord reminded me of what life was like when I was a child and teenager in the early days of my Christian walk. As God reminded me of these early days, I could not help but reflect on how I saw the pastors and elders were treated in the 1970s and 1980s to how they are treated today. Let us take a few minutes to look at this story and how the Apostle Paul reacted to the things that the people wanted to do for him. The word of the Lord said, There sat a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, bearing a cripple, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The man heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright, and they and thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Laconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas, Juniper, and Paul, Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Juniper, which was before their city, brought oxen and garland unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people, which, when the apostles Barnabas and Saul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran among the people, crying out and saying, Sirs, why do these things? We are men of like passion with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things therein who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways nevertheless he lifted not himself up without weakness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful season filling our hearts with food and gladness and with these sayings scarce restrained they, the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them wow do you see what paul did when the brethren decided to set up an altar to, to, to give glory and praise to him for the miracle that was wrought in the life of this group of man Instead of taking any of the credit for the work that Paul knew was done by the Holy Spirit, he took off his clothes, jumped into the crowd, and begged the people not to make any sacrifices for him. Notice carefully 
that Peter was not saying that people could not express gratitude for the healing that took place. But based on his actions, Paul was turning the minds of the people to express their gratitude to God. Paul acknowledged the fact that it was God who performed the miracles and all the praise and glory should go to God. And this is a very powerful reminder to us that we should give God all the glory for whatever is done by anyone to advance the work of spreading the everlasting gospel. I'm not sure if you see what I have been seeing over the past couple of years in the church. There seems to be a shift in our focus as followers of Christ. Some of our leaders seem to feel that unless we praise members and give the recognition for the work they have done for the Master, we are not going to get more people involved in the ministry of evangelism. Some of our leaders seem to feel that unless we reward the people for their participation, then the word of the Lord will not move forward. Today, based on the experience of the Apostle Paul, In Acts chapter 14, God is reminding us that all the honor and glory should go to Him for what He has done. We should take no recognition or praise for anything that we do for the Lord. And this attitude will become a reality in our lives only after we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I pray that we will continue to place ourselves in a position where the Holy Spirit will have total control of every area of our lives so that we will give all the honor and glory to God for whatever positive things we do for the Lord. And we will encourage those who want to praise us for the work that we have done to give glory to the Lord instead of focusing on us. This is truly a powerful and timely message from the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for reminding us that all the honor, praise, and glory should go to you. Help us, Lord, to take no credit for whatever you do through us to push the message of salvation of redemption forward. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your mercy and this timely message we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled